Joining us today is Alaska Prepper. Not only is he one of the most trusted prepping thought leaders out there, he's also an amazingly awesome guy. No wonder he has a huge and growing YouTube following he lovingly calls the AP community. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it's Rudy. Let's get howling. Rudy is awesome having you here on the Wolfpack podcast. Thank you for being uh, with us this afternoon. It's just, it's amazing to talk to you. I mean, you're a, you're a legend in your own uh, right. And for you to make a little time for us here at Nutrient Survival and fill us in on some of your background story and give us some words of wisdom means a lot. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It's always, it's, it's not even a show for me to come on here, Eric. You know that I love talking with you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And of course, we've got Becky is all fired up here. Um, she's wearing her I Love Alaska Prepper t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I see the modifications there. I got this standard like tourist t-shirt that says I Love Alaska and just gave a little prepper pep, you know? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's it that's it that's good that's good i'm, I'm glad that you, sh- you should have uh you should have you should have had the same people that made mine make yours no i don't pay her enough she has to uh buy something off you of amazon from china and <laughs> rudy you know me well enough that i go for the dramatic effect yeah. and look like i need a raise so that that's with right. eric here in the public pushing for it maybe i could really get power uh, of the okay <laughs> we'll take a vote we'll take a vote all right awesome no it's it's so cool to, to be speaking with you thanks so um, I think, you know, the first thing is, of course, your audience knows you very well because they tune in two, three, four times a week and they know the whole story. But for the folks that um, may not know you on our channel, our podcast, um, I, I think we would just love to get to know you a little bit better. If you, if you don't mind giving us a little sense of, you know, who the Rudy is behind Alaska Prep or where you grew up, what your family looks like, sure. that sort of thing. I am the same person that you see here. I am in real life. When I do videos, I share my life and I share my prepping with uh, the community or whoever wants to to watch that video. Uh, I don't necessarily do videos just to do videos. I do what I'm doing anyways. And if I think that it can help someone out or someone can get an idea from something that I'm doing that will help them become better prepared or just even be a better human being, you know, not saying that I'm above anyone, but we can all learn from each other, you know, good or bad. Um, that's why I put videos up is to try to alert people that uh, maybe are not preparing to alert them that there is a need for everyone to be prepared and for those that are preparing actively to go ahead and reach and teach you know their knowledge to other people Uh, I truly believe that the better prepared that a country's citizenry is that the better that country is altogether so if everyone in the United States is prepared then the United States as a whole is better off and uh, as far as my background I'm a very boring person so this will be really quick <laughs> so I was born in Dominican Republic and uh, when I was three years old I immigrated to the United States uh, I grew up in New York or I was raised in New York and as soon as I turned 18 I left New York because I just nothing against New Yorkers all right uh, mm-hmm. I just didn't like living there much so I left New York. Uh, long, long story short, I joined the military, met my wife. Uh, eventually, uh, I, I entered into the Army uh, because I joined the Navy first where I, where I met my wife. Uh, and then eventually, I entered into the Army. I retired from the Army. 
And Alaska just seems to be the, the last duty station that I was at when I retired. And uh, we like it up here so much that we decided to stay here. And uh, let me see. Wow. And that's about the that's about the, the skinny of it, right? That's about it. <laughs> I decided to start, you know, prepping actively, becoming better prepared actively. Because in reality, we are all preppers in reality. If you have a spare tire in the back of your car... You are being prepared just in case you get a flat tire. If you have life insurance, you're preparing for your family to do without you. If and uh, you know if that ever happens, where you're taken away earlier than you should be. So I saw how the world was going. When you're in the military, you get to see a lot of the world, or at least most people do, and you can see uh, the differences between your country and the countries that you've been in, and also mm -hmm. the uh, the things that are similar. So when you start seeing things that are similar in your country as far as what's going on in other countries, uh, that made me start wanting to get better prepared. And I, of course, I woke up uh, to the way of the government in addition to the way of the world by reading a couple of books that I recommend for everyone to read if you haven't read it. And the first one is uh, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman by John Perkins. And uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffith. If you're going to read two books, read those two books. And uh, you'll, you'll either be very angry or, or you'll become very motivated to get prepared. Yeah. Well, we know you're a smart guy uh, because, I mean, if you started in the Navy and you saw the light and then transferred over to the Army, you know, clearly you have a high degree of intelligence <laughs> to be able to make that discernment of uh, the, you know, the, the branch to, to be in. So, I mean, that's a, that's an early sign of brilliance. You might as well tell the audience now, Eric, your background so you can see why you're pushing the brotherhood. I think, no, they think they know, but that, that's, that's cool. So when you immigrated from DR, I've been to DR a few times, uh, never for a while, uh, much longer than, you know, a couple of weeks or a week, I guess, uh, vacationing in places, beautiful country, beautiful people, wonderful, uh, loving, you know, people and community. And my wife, as you know, is, is Panamanian. So there's a little bit of similarity in some of that, but, yeah. um, you came at three. So you were with your, your parents. Did you have immediate family with you in New York? Well, man, there's a funny story behind that. <laughs> my parents immigrated here when, uh, when, not when I was, I wasn't even born. They immigrated here in like 1965 and in 19, I'm 50, so I was born in 1971. In 1970, they found out that they were pregnant with me. And uh, my father really wanted me to have Dominican citizenship. Okay. So we went to Dominican Republic, you know, or him and my mom, when, I, when she was pregnant with me, traveled to Dominican Republic so that I can be born there to have Dominican citizenship. However, being that they are only here for like five years... And um, they weren't, you know, very, what do you call it, very astute as to what the laws are in the United States, being that they, they, had, they had only immigrated here about five years before I was born. They did not know that they could not bring oh me back to the United States because they were not wow. citizens. They, were just, they wow. were just legal residents, you know. So they had their green card, or it's really a pink yeah. card, but they had their green card. And they didn't know that they couldn't bring me back. I ended up having to stay there for three years, which was a blessing, you know. But I had to stay there until I was three because that's how long it took them to do the paperwork to 
wow. to get me over here legally. <laughs> so like I said, it was a blessing in a way because I ended up being raised by one of my aunts and my uncles until I was three years old. And they were like a second set of parents for me. So you were separated from your parents for three years? For the first three years. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had to come back to yeah. the United States. My, my other brothers and sister were here wow. and they already had a life here and they just didn't know the law. But... I'm very happy to say that, you know, even though it was a tough situation, they followed mm -hmm. the law and they did the right thing. Uh, I, I could imagine how difficult that must have been for them because it would be difficult for me to leave a child, but they did the right thing and everything works out That's for right. a reason. Everything happens. So, for how a many reason. siblings in your family? I have three brothers and one so sister. So, five total. I'm oh, the youngest. Maybe Rudy. <laughs> All right. Well, it's sort of the. It's sort of the uh, the the anti-dreamer story, right? So many people come to the states, have children, so they can be U.S. citizens, right? And here, your parents have such Dominican pride; they're going to take you <laughs> back to the island, and we're going, you know, they're going to make sure that you've got uh, DR blood. Isn't that something? I never yeah, thought of it that that's, way. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Well, we're glad you're here anyway, and thank you for your service. Uh, you were in the army or the military, I guess, for a long time. Um, did you retire then from the military or did you get out early? Just recently, right? A year ago? Two years ago? No, I retired from uh, I retired from, from my last mm -hmm. duty station here in Fort Wainwright. Uh, when was it? No, it's been a while already. It was, man, Becky, I'm getting so old that I don't even remember anymore. You know, here's the reality. The whole COVID thing, we have... I think as an entire society, we have I've forgotten the last the, two years. Purposely. Yeah. Pur purposely, we have, we have totally written those couple of years off, I think. Okay. Yes. You know, that's, that's a sign of being free that you can't even <laughs> remember the dates. So I'm, I'm living a <laughs> pretty good life right now. I can't even remember what year I retired from the Army or what year I retired yeah. from the DOD cool. service. That's cool. So you love Alaska then, Fort Wainwright, suited you just right? Yeah, I loved it here. I still do. What's the best season? Because all I know is it's cold up there. I'll tell you what. This, I mean, it gets cold, <laughs> but you get used to it. <laughs> you know, you really do. You really do. But uh, I'll tell you what. The best kept secret of Alaska is the non-winter season. Uh, this time of year right now, it's just starting now. It's just yeah. starting. It is so beautiful outside, That's and great. there is so much life outside, and you just want to be outside all day long, you know? And uh, like, for example, I started working on my first, uh, I call it non-winter project, non-winter month project, because I don't really think we have a summer down here, you know, because I think last year between June, July, August, the average temperature was like 52 or 54 degrees. So I don't even think we have a summer. So I call it non-winter months. So I just started on a project <laughs> yesterday and that's how it'll be the rest of the, uh, you know, the rest of the season. And it's just beautiful outside and you want to be outside and, you know, do things. We actually have a fishing trip scheduled for a couple of weeks from now. We're going to be going halibut fishing. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun is beautiful. You know, the outside is yeah. green. All the leaves are out already. It's just a beautiful time of the year, and I love it here. How many hours of light are there at this time? At this time right now, I'm guessing about 19 or 20. So crazy that it, wow. it goes to 24 here hours. Here in about later. another two to three weeks, we'll have about, yeah, here in about another two to three weeks, we'll have like about 23, I mean, 22 hours of light. Wow. 
And the reason, I think it's really more like 24 because even when it gets dark, considered dark, you can still see outside with no problem. You don't need a flashlight or nothing That would like that. bug so me out. It, the sun is not actively out, but you can still see outside without mm -hmm. any problem. Crazy stuff. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's fun to think think about. I've never experienced that, and I'm sure you know you have definitely have listeners and viewers in um, Alaska, but it's like time zones. It's really hard to wrap around. You know that there's a different season going on, completely opposite in the world. Yeah, the winter time, the the cold is just something you get used to. It's just like the heat. You know, in the heat you take off layers, and the in the winter you put on layers. And uh, the only thing, there's one thing that I don't like, is the <laughs> incredible amount of snow. Uh, that's the one thing I can do without. I, I'd rather have more cold than less snow. I, I heard someone tell me that this last season, this last year, we had 102 inches accumulated. Wow. 102 inches of snow year for the year. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. So is that a normal year? Uh, no, that's a little bit more mm -hmm. heavy than, than your normal year. I guess your normal year is probably about between four and six feet of okay. snow, roughly, okay. something like that. Not too bad. Well, it's But, you know, the snow up here in the winter is like the grass is in the summer. You know, you're always getting rid of snow. Okay. And same thing with the grass, huh? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, down here where we're at in the Reno-Tahoe area, it seems like we've had a pretty good season of snow. Um, still, actually, today... There's snow out on the Sierra Nevada that has not completely melted off, and you know the the, the water level in the lake is a is something that's watched pretty closely because so much of the area depends on the Truckee River and the irrigation that comes out of Lake Tahoe, and yeah. it's uh, you know it's it's uh, it's just a really important thing. But um, cool, yeah. So you talked a little bit yeah. about um, why you are into the prepping thing, and have you always been a prepper? Uh, no, I mean, like I said before, everyone's, you know, a prepper in one way or another. But if you mean prepper as in actively preparing uh, to to go without infrastructures that you rely on, you know, and have your own backups. Uh, no, absolutely mm -hmm. not. But, you know, it's like I said, I, I read a couple of books that kind of opened my mind up as to how uh, the world works. And um, uh, I started looking in, you know, it had me jump into the rabbit hole a little more, mm -hmm. every book that I read. So I started looking into things even further. And, and then I finally realized it was, it was a video that I saw on YouTube when YouTube like just came out not too long ago, uh, which was like 11 years ago. I think it was during Hurricane Sandy. Mm -hmm. I think that was like around 2011 or sure. so, something right. like that. And I remember seeing a video of a lady walking up to a senator in the streets of New York, and she was screaming and crying, saying, you have to save us. You have mm -hmm. to help us. We're going to freeze. You know, we don't have gasoline. We, we don't have a generator. And I was thinking to myself, this guy is just there for a photo op. Right. He's not going to help these people. Mm -hmm. And uh, they didn't. And they had to figure it out on their own. And... Uh, from that point on, you know, I told myself if something ever happens that's out of my control, I have to be able to have something as a backup in order to be able to maintain whatever standard of living it is that I want to maintain yeah. during that crisis. Yeah. And that's what being prepared is, is being able to have a backup in order so that if something that you depend on 
that you have no control over. For example, right now I have no control over the electricity that's going through the wires. It either is or it either is not. So if the electricity that's going through the grid stops, I don't have control over that, but I do have control right now over having a generator that I can hook up to my house or over having a small solar generator that I can hook up to my house to provide me that electricity that I would need in order to continue the standard of living that I'm used to until the electricity from the grid comes back on. That's what preparedness is about. It's not, it's not about the end of the world. You know, it's not about any of that kind of stuff that they like to show you on Hollywood or on the mainstream media. It's just about simply being able to regain control over something that you depend on until that utility is able to get back to you or be able to be turned back on. That's it. So how long after that experience or realization did you begin to dabble in your YouTube channel? And did it always start out as the Alaska Prepper channel or was it something else? Oh, no, it always started out as the Alaska Prepper channel, but I didn't start uh, this. I didn't start my channel, the Alaska Prepper. Uh, I think it was 2017. I think is when I started it, either 2017 or 2016. And the reason I started it, to tell you the truth, is because it was November. Obviously, it was cold out. And I had already been preparing for a long time until then. <laughs> And uh, I was bored one day, and I'm like, you know, because, you know, in, 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 the, in the middle of winter, you know, unless you're a, a trapper or something like that, I don't do that kind of stuff. You know, unless you're like a trapper or you're going ice fishing, which I won't do. I'm not getting on no ice, all right? But uh, <laughs> No planes you know, and no ice, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. so, so, you know, I, I was bored. I was like, you know what? I want, I want to share what I do with, you know, with whoever cares to listen. And at that time, I had no idea that uh, I would wow. gain such yeah. a following of awesome, awesome people, by the way. And uh, it's really been a blessing. And, uh, you know, I tell people that if you're going to do something on YouTube, do it something that you're passionate about. And I'm passionate, I'm pas passionate about preparedness and helping other people. So it's a good fit. And I'm very glad that, you know, I went down that road and that I was guided to do what I'm doing now. So, Rudy, I want to read to you from my notes. Oh, this is good. So, because yeah. Becky when we, is very studious, I, I, from time to time, I'll spring it on Becky. I'm like, Becky, what'd you do today? Oh, hold on one second. Do you have a minute? Let me, let me see if I can pull it up. And this is legitimately from my notes dated May 3rd, 2020. What does it say? 20, after speaking with you, I remember exactly where I was. So, so COVID was just starting. Two years ago. COVID was, was just two starting. years ago. Yeah, two years ago. It was during COVID. We still hadn't oh, been okay, called yeah. back into the facility. So it's dated May 3rd, 2020 at 1.30 p.m. So the morning after we spoke on the phone. I spoke with Rudy on the phone. Super oh, okay. nice guy. 48-ish years old, retired army, but still works for something in finance for the military. He wants to do his YouTube channel full-time. His motto is reach one, teach one, repeat. His approach is realistic. Every paycheck can buy a little something to prepare for the future. Sending a pitch kit to him. This is like this is like when we didn't even have nutrient survival products. We were still our parent company. Um, Setting That's him a kit awesome. and let him know that, that what nutrient has in development over the next two to three months. We weren't even nutrient survival yet because we birthed on July 6th or 4th, that 2020. So, um, and so in this note, I have how many subscribers you had two years ago. Do you want to take a guess at that? 
Oh, wow, two years ago? Oh, but that was just at the start of uh, the health crisis. The health um, crisis. Man, I don't know. Because a lot of people started watching prepping channels after that stuff started. Uh, and I don't even know how many I have now, like 100 and, 140 or something like that. Man, that was a long... That was two years ago? Well, but, we know you have a plaque on your know, wall. Let's say I had, we know you hit 100 because yeah, you got the plaque, you, you got right? The, the YouTube plaque. The YouTube plaque. gold plaque. Yes. Yeah. The sub there, yeah. yeah. So it was less than that. Yeah. Yeah, you can barely see it there. Uh, I don't know. So let's let's say... Yeah, it's absolutely less than 100,000. Let's say I had 47,000. I'm just taking a guess. I know. Wait a minute. You said I was 48. I had 48,000 subscribers. You had 40, okay, so you're just going with a divine intervention on age versus... Did I hit it? Did I, win, did I win a prize? Um, that's great. You just did not win a Nutrient Survival t-shirt. Congratulations, um, Mr. Prepper. Uh, it was... This is how oh, cute you were. This it. is how cute your come up was. 28,000 subscribers. So think about that exponential growth over the last couple of years with not only, you know exposure but also with how well, connected so you wow in uh in two years and yeah 120 additional yeah. thousand in two subscribers years and three weeks yeah that was two years and three weeks ago yeah. so so i think you've truly benefited wow, from incredible. your motto reach one teach one repeat you know people that you've reached have have learned and i'm sure that your you know your your growth has been driven by people finding a you know just tons of value from your message and and your lessons um so how do you come up with these ideas anyway because you're you're on youtube probably three or four times a week at least right giving your advice your your recap of the week things that you see i forgot who i heard it was a motivational speaker i listened to this motivational speaker a while back and um and they were talking about consistency and uh you know I'm not out here, I'm not on YouTube because I want to have a million subscribers. I'm on YouTube because it's what I really like to do. I really enjoy doing it. You know, I left the workforce because I really enjoy doing this. I really enjoy the connection. But like I said, I listened to a motivational speaker and he said, listen, if you want to do the very best at whatever it is that you do, then you need to have consistency in your life. And don't just set a goal that you know you can achieve, but set a goal that is not an easy goal to achieve and do your best to do it. So I told myself a while back, and I think I've been able to keep this up pretty much every day for like the last six months or so. And I've been putting out a video, at least one video every day. Mm -hmm. I told myself, I'm going to try to do a video every single day, but it has to be prepper related and it has to be something that I'm doing anyways. So you'll see that lately... There's only so many videos that you can do on showing people how to put rice away for long term, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but lately, I've been doing a lot of, uh, I don't want to call it news yeah. videos, but inform sure. informative videos on things that we may want to look out for, like the potato shortage. Tell me about it. I did a video about the potato, about a potato shortage that we're going to be going Great into. potato shortage. Yeah. I, I did a video about that here about, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. But it's something that, that I feel is important within the preparedness community because it allows you time to make a plan for, A, if we do go into a potato shortage, I really love potatoes. Maybe I'll think about buying some extra potatoes now and doing X, yeah. Y, and Z to it so that it can last me for long term. So that I can have it if there ever does 
come to manifest a potato shortage. So I do videos like that where I inform people. And every once in a while, you know, I, I, I see something in the news that kind of ticks me off. And, and I tell people that I share my life with them. So I'll share that with yeah. them as well. There you go. <laughs> you know, but most of it is preparedness related. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, I gave myself a goal to do at least one video a day. And I think I've stuck to that for at least the last six months. I might have missed a day or two here or there. But I'm trying to be really consistent and trying to do my very best to put the word out that people need to be prepared and why they need to be prepared. That's right. And uh, and on top of that, let me tell you let me tell you another part that is very true is I really love the interaction. I love the interaction between you know the Alaska Prepper community. Uh, I I love doing live streams with them and I you know and I love conversing back and forth. So uh, I think I'm hooked to my community members. Heck yeah. I guess you could say. So, Rudy, on that, a nice segue is because I have like three questions on that particular topic. Just thinking about, you know, I deal a lot of, with plenty of content creators and things like that. But your your community particularly is something special. Like they just the togetherness, the community, the uh, educational input from one another on on the feed when you're on there. Because, you know, I've been on there. I'll pop in or whatever. Um, but yeah. what do you think? makes your um community so special uh you just have to if you want to receive respect you have to treat with respect and uh if you want to receive empathy you have to be empathetic and not apathetic you know and if you uh as a content creator i i hate saying content creator uh, but youtuber whatever you want to call it uh if you admit to making a mistake when you make a mistake that goes a really long way I've made mistakes in the past, and I was the first one to come out and say, hey, I was wrong. I did this. I shouldn't have done that. I say, you know, I know not to do that again. But, you know, if you make, just like when I used to work for DOD, you know, if I made a mistake, I was the first one to go to my boss and say, hey, boss, I messed up, but I already fixed it. But I wanted you to know that I already messed up and fixed it also. Uh, that way it doesn't come back to bite you later on. You know, just be, you know, just be humble, really. You know, be humble. You know, know who you are. Know that you're not better than anybody else only because you're behind the camera. You know, it doesn't make you any better than anyone else. Uh, I think it's just being a decent human being. That's all it is. One thing you always do is with your your uh, your AP community, you take four or five minutes first first thing on on you know all your live streams and whatnot. Not when you do the pre-record stuff, but your live streams, right? Salutations. salutations, right? Ladies and gentlemen. Hello, ladies I and gentlemen. You. Yeah. So it it seems like you're one of the only guys that I've seen that yeah. actually takes the time to recognize your community. It used to get to me in a way that some people would get really upset because they'd be like, all this guy does is say hello to people. And I'm like, you know what? You know, I understand that yeah. these people is why I'm here. It's because of them that That's I'm right. here. Why would I? Why would I not recognize them? You know, I consider them my friends. You know, you know, I consider them my friends, and I want to recognize them because I like them, not just not because I feel like I need to. You know, I'm not I'm not selling a brand by spending 15 minutes saying hello to people. <laughs> you know, I'm saying hello to people that I consider my friends, even though it's if it's just over the screen. You know, so uh, so yeah, it's something that I, I don't do it because I feel like I have to do it. It seems when you're um, recognizing people, you, what I've I've seen your eyes just kind of light up, you know, as you're recognizing folks that are your regulars, and that's that's pretty special. And you know, just the the way that you, you know, it's it's like you you, you talk yeah. with a smile, right? I mean, 
uh, and you know, just the part of the authenticity that makes you really special with your community. So very cool stuff. Very cool. And I'll always think that I'm late for his live stream and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, it's three fifteen, which is two fifteen Alaska time. And then, <laughs> and then I'll be like, Oh, and it's usually Friday. Cause that's like unwinding four o'clock somewhere. Yeah. And so I'll hop on and I'll be like, Oh my God, I missed the content. And no, you're yeah. still saying salutations to people. And I'll be like three seventeen. That's it. That's it. It's yeah. fantastic because I didn't miss anything. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Oh, keep doing goodness. what you're doing because it's working. Terrible. So, you, you, you know, we should be watching more regularly. Becky, I need to make this an official part of your duties because if if we had been really attuned to Rudy and the potato shortage, we, we probably would have had the truckload of potatoes that are showing up later this week that will go in the homestyle scramble because you love potatoes. Obviously, homestyle is one of your favorites. And no, no, awesome. no doubt. Now I know why. It's got it's loaded with potatoes. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we have a a full, literally a full truckload of replenishment on its way. That's awesome. And we're very excited about uh, about having that on hand, for sure. Because you know there is a potato shortage. Well, I am happy to hear that. My people will be very happy to hear that. And there's also a, a baby formula uh, shortage, which I'm a oh, little yeah. cons- I'm concerned about this. <laughs> Knowing about that. that you are going to be a grandfather mm-hmm. any moment, right? Any moment. Uh, do you have all the baby formula? Have you prepped it out? And now we have to come to you for the formula? Is that where it all is? The thing you have to understand is this, is what did, what did mothers feed their babies before there was baby formula? Mother's milk, not the beer. <laughs> yeah, that too, and 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 also, and not not only breast milk, but uh, before there was baby formula, there were instances where mothers couldn't feed their children, you know, with breast milk, and uh, they still made do. Yeah, and those those uh, practices they they still exist. That's right. All you have to do is take a little look at history and maybe do a little research and see what did you know great grandma used to use for baby formula when it wasn't available. And and really, you know, there's alternatives that you can use that are safe. You know, and if you're that worried about it, then talk to your doctor and tell him, Hey, I'm gonna feed my kid this. It's got A, B, C, and D in it. Is that safe? He's either gonna say yes or no. But uh, you know, it's the point I was trying to make when I said what did mothers feed their kids before there was baby formula is that they did have baby formula back then. They just made it themselves. You know, who came up with the idea of baby formula? Somebody had to. Some great marketer. So somebody started making it, and then some company said, hey, I'm going to make this in mass and sell it to people for a profit. But I do think it serves a purpose for people who, you know, don't have accessibility or knowledge. I mean, it definitely includes, like, fortified. Like, our product is full of stuff. Yeah, it makes it. You don't want your kids. You don't want your kids taking our yeah. stuff because they will turn into the Hulk. <laughs> All right, you'll end up with like a Hulk baby. This kid will be so super powered, like, uh, you know. So you don't. Yeah, I mean, just saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like well, if you're, I'm just saying. Okay. This Eric, any chance Eric gets, we are not and put it out there. Nutrient Survival is not coming out with a baby food product line at this time yet. Forty daily nutrients yeah. that your yeah. body needs. I mean, we are right after mother's milk. <laughs> oh, you should no. Don't even be doing no. <laughs> no baby I'm just putting it out there as a disclaimer because people will start emailing us. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no room for you to be making any baby products at Nutrient Survival. You need the capacity to make food for the for us. Homestyle scramble. The non babies. <laughs> yes, homestyle scramble. Um, I mean, I, I honestly, so the, the deal is the, when the baby formula thing, this has been probably three or four months ago and we started to get hints of it. I mean, Abbott 
has been shut down for a period. And then obviously there was such the extreme shortage that they were able to get back into business uh, and start making baby formula again. It's amazing one plant in Michigan having that much of an impact on our baby formula uh, supply chain. I have, a, I have a prepper success story about that baby formula. I got an email from one of my community members, and she told me in the email, she said, thank you very much for what you do. I started listening to you a, a few months back, and uh, my daughter had a baby, you know, like three months ago or something like that, she said on the email. And she said, I started listening to you, and because of that, I went out and I bought two cases of baby formula. And now this baby formula shortage is here and we can't find it anywhere, but I have enough to get awesome. my daughter, you know, my grandson yeah. through for the next several there months. There you go. I was like, that's awesome. If she, if, 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 if she were me, I would say my kid is going to drink uh, oat milk and I'm going to sell that baby formula for a premium on the internet. I'm going to go off to eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I a hundred percent. Are you kidding? It's oh, pretty, you're, the, you're the arbitrage opportunity. That's no, Eric, you're giving you're giving capitalism I mean, kid, a bad the kid's name. Gonna and, live. I'm sure the kid's going to live. I'm a capitalist by nature. <laughs> Make some money and invest it. Make some money. I'm not the Bitcoin person. I'm not the crypto. Oh, no, but stocks goodness. are down. It's a good time to buy. Invest your money in Bitcoin. Now's the time. Invest Dollar the money in averaging. Bitcoin. <laughs> Rudy and I talk about this all the time. What? No, no, not yet. Not yet, Becky. No, Bitcoin's going to go down to uh, Bitcoin's going to go below ten thousand eventually. So wait. Yeah, Rudy and I talk about this all the time. I just dollar cost average my cryptocurrency, which I just, it's like a beer. <laughs> some get coffee, some get beer. I buy my 20 bucks of crypto every week or 30, 40, yeah, whatever. That's what it is. Discipline. And, yeah. And so Rudy's t taught me a couple things. He gave me some advice. Every time I pass my bank and get an ATM, I pull out 20 or 40 bucks because I was the girl with no cash. I mean, you're, you have more cash on you usually. I do um, not. I mean, not a lot. Don't try to I'm, get him. No. <laughs> I, I have a stash of cash, like everybody should have a stash. I always of carry people. a whole bunch of cash with See? me. Look at that. What's up, sugar daddy? Is, is that, does that have, uh, wow. Do those have Rudy's faces on it? Are there, is that Monopoly Those are, those are Benjamins. No. Oh, the Benjamins. No, come on. This is just fiat currency. This is, do you want me to give you a lesson on fiat? This is garbage. <laughs> this is garbage right here. Yeah. You, you, you know, have a, this is how I feel silver about bar. it. Look. <gasps> this is how much I care about that crap. Oh my god, that needs that to be our, our thumbnail. That is nothing but garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just do? He ripped his hundred. No, this is uh, this is Hollywood. This is Hollywood dollars. <laughs> Thank goodness. Is it fake? It's they about they, they use them in Hollywood. It's really good. Yeah, they use them in Hollywood. That's is uh, what do you call it? Prop, prop money. Yeah. You see money. the you see the thing like here? It's got a little J Chinese mark. It's made in China. <laughs> China. Well, you yeah, could probably China. pass that off somewhere. Shana. Okay. Well, you're pretty close oh, no, to Shana. No, you're I, a lot closer yeah, to Shana than that. there. <laughs> Eric, did you really think that was real money? <laughs> I did. I did. Rudy, at, at the, I, I don't want to go into it. Okay. I'm going to restrain. All right. You're on, you're the retired guy getting all this, this government income off your, you know, triple pensions. Come on. So. Here I am tearing up hundred dollar bills. <laughs> That's amazing. You, I mean, why did you have those? Why do you even have them? Why are they hanging around with you in yeah, the what bunker? You, yeah, what, Come on. Why do you have them there? What do you use them because to pepper your audience First of with? all, somebody send, them, somebody send them to me as a gift. Okay. But I was doing a video one day talking about fiat currency and about how, mm. how all fiat currency throughout 
the history of mankind has always reverted back to its intrinsic value, which is zero. Right. Every fiat currency yeah. ever created. The first one being created in the year 1060 in China. So I just happened to have this here when I was talking about that. And I was like, I was like, just a second. I say, you see this? This, this is fiat currency. This is garbage. And I started tearing it up. Uh, what? what are you doing? That's, you got to wait another couple of months. That's what it'll be worth. Okay. Um, yeah, we're at. <laughs> yeah, probably. I was asking Becky what the price of gasoline was because she's very proud. She loves to pay six dollars a gallon at least I'd, I'd have to oh you feel more patriotic do you bet no, you actually pay six dollars a gallon than when you pay two no yeah. well i t i think i told you like yeah. i filled up my car like gas here is like 5.59 for unleaded that's not diesel that's not yeah we're catching right. up there so, you go we're catching well, Alaska, up you. you guys have all kinds of reserves remember valdez i mean wasn't that the source of an incredible oil spill and hey un unfortunately you know what's going on with our oil production you know nationally yeah. Yeah, I do. Our oil, oil production nationally has been hindered. So, Rudy, I but, uh, we, that's love, a we love to be dependent on others. R Rudy, speaking of that, I was giving Rudy yeah, a uh, Rudy. <laughs> Eric's my other Rudy. Uh, I was giving Eric a trivia question earlier. What is the most valued company in the world right now? The most valued as far as net worth? As like far as the, net the company, worth, like, it's, it's valued at market cap. Market cap. So it's two point nine trillion oh, is the company's value. What company is it? Yeah, actually, it's not. It's not. It's not two point. What did you trillion. say? I can tell you right now that it's not the company that you have in mind. I can tell you right now that it's not, and I can tell you What's that the, the company? company that I'm going to tell you that is. Well, the company that I'm going to tell you right now that has the biggest market value is. It's got a market value of around $89 trillion. And that is the corporation in the United States of America. Ooh, wow. There you Interesting. go. Interesting. Because the United States of America was changed from a republic, unfortunately. We are a republic on paper, but it is now considered a corporation. The United States of America is a corporation. That is That's why the corporations in the United That's States they always pass where they are now treated as people. But go ahead, tell me your company. I'm sorry, I spoiled that for you, Becky. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no. I, Rudy, look at you are educating another one. Reach one, teach one, repeat. I was trying to teach you. You schooled me. <laughs> so. Um, well, then the company that you're thinking about then is it? Uh, is it Amazon? Amazon or Tesla? Uh, no, they're actually those. Those guys are lower on the list. It's actually a, a Saudi company, an oil company, because we were talking about gasoline. It's called like Saudi Armco. Oh, no, oh, that's Armco. right. They just, they just um, became the, an the, oil the most wealthiest not too long ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I remember exactly. reading that. And then yeah. second was Apple, they, they third was Microsoft. Yeah. Well, okay. the price of oil. Yeah, so, it was the price of oil. And Eric said, just wait a couple months and yeah, that's going to flip back months. around. Apple will be back well, on I, I hope so. I hope so for, for you know people that are trying to... You know, make choices between feeding their family I mean, or I don't know. fuel in the in the gas. Well, tank. the thing the thing is, is that when uh, you see, I look at it different. I don't look at it. As, I don't look at it as the price of oil. Right now, oil is the last time I checked was like one hundred and ten bucks, one hundred and ten dollars a barrel, something like that. Right. But that's not how I look at it. Mm -hmm. I don't look at mm -hmm. it as the price of oil. I look at it as the value of the dollar. Now, do you believe that the value of the dollar is going to continue to go up? If you do, then the price of oil is going to go down. 
If you believe that the value of the dollar is going to go down, then that means that the nominal price of oil priced in dollars is going to go up. Eventually, the, the, eventually like we spoke earlier, all fiat currencies return to the intrinsic value, which says that ultimately the price of oil has a chance of reaching infinity when priced in U.S. dollars. Well, that's an echo. I know. Can you give it the, because uh, we, oh, we have, we have uh, sounds. Can you give us the fanciful? I don't know what that one. Oh, oh hold on. The one, this yeah. is like the dreamer sound. Get ready. Did you hear that? There you go. Did you, did you Probably hear that? Probably not. You don't, have your, your head, you don't have your headphones on. No, I heard it. He likes, I heard that. Like, when things well, get no, I did hear it. meta. Oh, good. Okay. So, so I think about uh, this, though, the oil yeah. that, the oil has always been in the ground. It's always been there. Mm-hmm. And, and. The, but yet the price of oil fluctuates between whatever and whatever. Like, how about that? It's the it's the value of the dollar that fluctuates. It's not the. It's, let me put. Let me go ahead and put it this way. Um, oh, it's all very I love complicated. Talking about this stuff. No, it's not. It's very simple. That's the problem. I People feel like make I need it a cigarette. It's simple. Think about it this way. <laughs> I don't smoke. Think about it this way. Okay, so check this out. Check this out. Back in, in, in the early 1900s, we're going to talk about rice here. In the early 1900s, one pound of rice was valued at about, I think, around three cents American. Around three pennies would buy you about a pound of rice in the early 1900s, right? Now, today, a pound of rice is almost a dollar, it depends where you buy it, but let's say it's a dollar average, right? Yeah. That means that the, that that the value of a pound of rice has gone up thirty-three fold over the last hundred years. Why? And the reason I ask why is is you have to ask yourself. In nineteen thirteen or nineteen twenty, one pound of rice had about sixteen hundred calories, right? Sixteen hundred and fifty-four calories mm-hmm. or so. Today, a pound of rice has about sixteen hundred and fifty-four calories. So what changed in the rice to make it cost 33 times more today than it did 100 years ago? Absolutely nothing changed in the rice. What changed was the value of the mechanism that was being used to purchase that rice. So what's changed over the last 100 years is that the value of the dollar has gone down when compared to rice, it has gone down 33 times. It's the exact same thing with any commodity our, that you want to look at. We, we found our next uh, international uh, exchange base. We're, we're gonna we're gonna use rice. rice. Just joking. No, you're Give you're hundred percent right. I mean, this is, this has been the the story of uh, of you know since the beginning of time. But um, yeah, thank you, yep. thank you for the rice lesson, Rudy. I'm just giving you. I agree with you. It's insane. I love rice. So you know, <laughs> you love rice. So let me let me ask you this though. And you know, being Dominican, you're gonna you're gonna have to love rice. That's part of being Dominican. Yep, I mean, I know is. the deal. I, I go culture, home yeah. and my my sweet wife, she'll say, "So what do you want for dinner? Do you want rice and chicken, or rice and fish, or rice and beef, or rice and beans?" And I'm like, yeah. "Rice and rice." Can we have pizza tonight? And with rice, <laughs> so but we say pizza for Friday night. It's a very special night. I look forward to that night. Now she's a she's a very good cook. But anyway, um, you know, you have been just a crazy fanatical supporter of nutrient survival, not because 
not because uh, we're twisting your arm or anything. So you know, I I don't know what you know what what is it? What no. is it about? Is it Becky? Is she the most amazing thing in the world? That man, we need oh, a- I just- to that camera, to that camera, to that camera. <laughs> there's two. There's two things about why I look. Look, I'm wearing Nutrient Survive. I I didn't wear this just because I was coming on with you. I love this hoodie, by the way. I really do. Uh, there's a couple of things about Nutrient Survival. Number one is, is that the product, the actual product, the food, is literally... And if you watch any of my videos, you always hear me saying, do your research, right, to people. I've done my research on Nutrient Survival, and it is literally the most nutrient-dense food that there is in the market, period. It is. It has... It has the most complete set of nutrients that your body needs for you to stay, you know, for you to be, instead of for you to just stay alive, you know, you, you can, you know, be active and, and, and have a clear head and be able to think during a stressful mm-hmm. situation. You know, it, it's really, you know, affected me because it makes me feel great. I have this stuff every day. This here, believe it or not, is nutrient survival coffee. It's vitamin coffee. I have mm-hmm. nutrient survival every single day. You know, and at first I lost a lot of weight because I was never hungry. And then my community members, <laughs> they messed me up during Christmas. <laughs> they sent oh, me yeah. so <laughs> much stuff during Christmas. Cranberry oh, bread. And, and the thing bread. is, is I loved everything that they sent me. And I think I ate it all too. <laughs> but still, yeah, I have it every good. day. My wife has it every day just because of the nutrients. Because it makes you feel good. And if you're going to pick, oh no. You all right? <laughs> it was just it was divine is, intervention. The... Pay, good... <laughs> a light just yeah, fell I off. Saw we're, that. We're, we're amateurs. Well, you notice I was very startled. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, uh, you're, you're an artilleryman. What can I say? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I just like the so fact that it's So as I was saying, Eric, with, with nutrients... Are, the glare is gone now. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. We're just going to move so, past the as I was saying, the nutrient. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Hope there's not an earthquake. Okay. <laughs> All right. As I was saying, with nutrient survival, even my wife uses it every day. Because uh, I was like, man, stop drinking so much coffee. I'm going to have to place another order and they're out of stock. She was like, that's how I get my nutrients. I'm like, oh my goodness! I should have never introduced my wife to the vitamin coffee. But no, it's <laughs> it's an outstanding product. Yeah, it's an outstanding product. I I enjoy eating it. Uh, when you buy food for like long term storage, uh, you should not have to make yourself eat that food when you need it. You should enjoy eating it. And I enjoy eating Nutrient Survival. I mean, everything that you guys make, I like. There are some things, of course, that I like a lot more than others. Like my favorite is uh, Homestyle Scramble. I love that stuff. I really do. I love the mac and cheese. Uh, so that's one side of it is is that if you're going to spend good money on food that you're going to rely on to keep you healthy and keep right. you fed during a, right. a stressful situation or a crisis, you might as well get the best that there is. All right? Because if you try to save a buck here or there, you're going to end up with something that may have calories, but what are what I call dead calories. Calories that may keep you alive, mm-hmm. but you won't enjoy eating them, and they won't give you the energy or the vibrance that you need in order to get through a crisis or a very stressful situation. And the second thing, of course, is you guys know that I love you guys. Uh, 
I consider you like an extended part of my family. And um, uh, I love talking with you all, you know. And uh, <laughs> she says, I love it. She says, you know, I love And Alaska I really forever. do. Be because to tell you the truth, Eric, I would never do this with another company. No, uh, or let me put it another way. I've never had another company that I've ever affiliated with, which I don't affiliate with many, but still reach out and say, hey, what do you think about this? How do you like this? You know, can we talk? Do you want to have a, a get together? You want to sit? You know, no yeah. one's ever done that before. And I haven't heard of any other company do that. And to me, you know, part of a part of a winning formula for a company is that uh, you have to have people that are good people running it, that are humble, that really want to do it for a reason and not just to make a profit, you know? So, That's right. yeah, I'm a, a lifelong well, we nutrient survival fan. Awesome. Rudy, part of that conversation, I remember <laughs> when, we were, when I was hiking, the first conversation, <laughs> and Eric and I, I just brought this up this morning. I'm sorry, just a second. Oh, who is it, just the president? Second. Hey, man, I'm in a line. Oh. I'll call it? you back. I'll call you back when I'm done. Is it the baby? It was uh, the president of the United States. Is it the baby? I just told him to wait. <laughs> no, the president of the United <laughs> States. I just told him to wait. I'll call him back. <laughs> no, the baby's not. Uh, it's not due for another four days. <laughs> for That's, another four that days, still could be right due. now. That could have been the phone call live on the live stream. He's going to the hospital. I would have still finished. I would have still finished cool. our live stream. <laughs> You're like she's only two you know, centimeters exactly. dilated. Exactly. After it's they fine. dilate, he's still got a couple hours. He's got a couple hours. Depends. Some At of least. those babies are yeah. Yeah. raring to come into the world. Eric and I just had this conversation about we have the most amazing partners, and you being you know pretty at the top of the list. And I remembered the, the conversation vividly when you said, "Are you going to be one of those companies like I, I affiliated with another freeze dried food company?" And like I'd call them about something, and they wouldn't get back to me for like two months. You know, and that really stood out to me that you're like, yep. wow, you actually picked up the, the phone and, you know, I could call you. And and I, that really resonated with me. And that That's really is deal. kind of a foundation of how I approach my partnerships now is because like, you know, do you want to deal with a company or you don't you want to have a good company, but you want to have people that you connect with and communicate with and build both yep. brands, your brand, our brand together. And that was really powerful. So thank you for that input. I don't even think you even realize that. Uh, but that definitely made a difference for me. It's about people. Um, reach you one, have teach to, one, repeat. Uh, <clears throat> I had a lieutenant once. Yeah, I had a lieutenant once in, uh, in the Army, and her name was, oh, I forgot her name. Really good LT. Tackett, <laughs> Lieutenant Tackett. But I remember I was really busy. Yep, I was really busy one day, and I was doing NCOERs. You know how that goes, Eric. And yeah, uh, sure. Lieutenant Tackett gives me a call and says, hey, Sergeant, are you going to come to this promotion ceremony? I was like, I can't. I am overloaded. I got all this stuff to do. And she told me, you have to remember that people always come first. And I said, you're 100% right. It's about people. You know, because without an audience, I'd be speaking to a brick wall. And for, and for nutrient survival, without an audience, without a clientele, you wouldn't be nutrient survival. You would just be a right. lost dream that somebody tried to do and and never made it because you were concentrating yeah. on the wrong things. So so it's all that's about it. people, really, when it, it comes down to it. That's it. it. It really is. It really is. And this is uh, this is the speech I make every time we get together as a group. And we, we, we have adopted the wolf as our spirit animal, and we'll talk about that in a second. And uh, when we get together, we have a howling 
right? I make, I'm actually ask the employees to howl for me just to inspire me. And sometimes it's a weak howl. Awesome. Sometimes it's a much more raucous uh, howl. I, I like that. It inspires me. But I, I always remind people that, you know, customers, we are here because of our customers. And without our customers, none of us are here. None of us have a job. And we have to remember that every day, every single order is the most important order. Every single customer is the most important customer, right? Um, and, and, and the day that we forget that is the day that we're going to be in trouble. That'll be the day we're in trouble. So we can't forget it. Yeah. We have to stay focused on, you know, on the customers that we serve. They're, they're depending on us. They've given us their hard-earned money, and we need to deliver on our promise to them. Yeah. yeah. So, so the wolf... So, you know, you were talking about trapping earlier, and I, you know, I, I'm fascinated by wolves, and we've, we've adopted, thanks to me, we've adopted the wolf as our spirit animal, because the wolf is a symbol of, of all the animals. I think it's probably the, the greatest symbol of survival out there. You think about, you know, Yellowstone and coming back from, you know, from near, uh, nearly being wiped out, you know, in the, in the great American West and, and that sort of thing, yeah. but they are a symbol of of loyalty, of family, of teamwork, of, of just enduring, you know, and, and truly an, an animal that symbolizes overcoming adversity and survival. So I, I talk about it like one pack, one purpose, right, to survive. So I want to get your perspective on that. What, yeah. do you, what do you think about, you know, what do you think about wolves? You've got wolves up there, timber wolves, right? I've never come across the wolf once. I think I saw one once, but it was during winter and it was dark outside because, it, you know, it, it kind of looked like a dog, but it was huge, really, really big, and it was mm. it was alone too. So, so I'm not sure if it was or not. But uh, there are wolves up here, but they they don't really hang around, you know, pop, you know, cities and stuff like that. They stay out in the bush. And uh, there's a lot of foxes here, but um, but yeah, there are some wolves here. Believe it or not, I've never really come across any predator-type animals here. Wow. Uh, the closest thing I've come across is a big old moose that I got about five feet from, and I was having a conversation yeah. with him. They'll kill you, too. And I, but I was in my oh, car. Okay. I You're was in, in my truck. truck. That, that moose... <laughs> yeah, I was in my truck. Yeah. I would never do that. It will kill you. <laughs> that will kill you probably faster than a wolf. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Especially if it's a mama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But yeah, never really run across any any bears or any wolves around here. And um, um, but you know, but okay. if you do, you know, that's why you have the tools that you need in order to protect yourself. Uh, you know, but you that's never it. know. That's it. Uh, so let's just as we come to a near closing, the the pre closure. It never ends when we talk exactly <laughs> when we're getting mm -hmm. off. So there's always like saying goodbye to family. Oh, goodbye. But okay. But then, oh, here, take this. Okay. Goodbye. Oh, oh but no, I held on and I got it. Right. But just a picture. Okay. But, but no, take the pie. No, no, no. Take it. Take it. Take it. Yeah. Um, so give us your outro when you get it, when you, but slow it down. When you sign off your YouTube channel, oh, what do you say? <laughs> what is your outro? Remember to be good to each other. Okay. I'm okay. going to start now. You're slowing it down. Remember to be good to each okay. other. When... <laughs> you can't do it slow. Okay. It's like, Ladies it's like, and gentlemen. <laughs> remember to be good to each other. Oh, the thing is, is every time that I start saying it, you, you talk Becky. <laughs> I'm not going to talk starting now. Okay. All right. 
Remember to be good to each other. When good people do good things, good things happen. Remember to reach one, teach one, and repeat. If we all did this, the world would be a better place, and you know that it will be a better place. Many blessings to all of you and your families. I'm Alaska Prepper, and I'm out. I'm done. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so where did that come from? Did you like that? Uh, I was trying to be quiet. I don't know. I don't know when I came up with that. However you did it, it's it's almost like uh, gospel now. You know, it's like uh, saying saying your your rosaries. I think if I were Catholic, but um, we super appreciate you making the time for us. You're an amazing guy. Uh, we're delighted to be a. We got one more. There's a P.S. Goodbye. No, we don't. No, I want to know oh the my. answer to this okay. question. Okay. All right. Go. You can edit it out. He already got it. He can edit it. No, trust me, it's already edited okay. out. They're going to edit me out. <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert uh, island with three or if you deserted. were Deserted. Not a desert. Deserted. <laughs> There's a difference. I want deserted. some ice cream. <laughs> if you were stranded on a deserted island, not a dessert where there's dessert on the island, what three things would you have with you and what would be the most valuable? It's a prepping channel. Wow. I would only need one thing. Well, two seal. things. <laughs> I would need a satellite telephone with an extra battery. Get to get you out of there. That's okay. it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. End scene. There, there you, you have there it. There you go. I would have a satellite telephone with an extra okay, battery. Okay, Rudy. One more time. Take us out with the outro. We uh, thank you. We love you. And we will see you tomorrow on our meeting. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining in today on this live stream. Thank you very much, Eric. And thank you, Becky. And always remember to be good to each other because when good people do good things, good things, man, good things happen. Remember to reach one, teach one, and repeat. If we all did this, the world would be a better place, and you know that it will be a better place. And many blessings to everyone there at Nutrient Survival, and to all of you watching, to your families as well. I'm Alaska Prepper, my mouth. God bless you all. Awesome. That was fun. All right, thanks, Rudy. NC. Feed your freedom. The Wolf Pack Podcast. <laughs>